0: According to John, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me, because he existed before him, before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel." testified further saying I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him I did not know him but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God Gospel of the Lord
1: And for the first thousand years of Christianity, every Christian in the world believed that the bread and wine consecrated at mass became the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. This is the doctrine called the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. In fact, it wasn't until 1050 AD that a theologian named Baranger of Tours expressed any doubt in the real presence. And it's ironic that that attack led to a vigorous defense of the Blessed Sacrament that characterized the Middle Ages. During this time, the solemnity of the body and blood of Jesus Christ, we call Corpus Christi, was added to the universal calendar. And St. Thomas Aquinas wrote his famous hymns, of Salutaris Ostia and Tantum Ergo Sacramentum, which we sing in adoration on Tuesdays and Thursdays. O Salutaris Ostia means O Saving Victim in Latin. And Tantum Ergo Sacramentum, which is part of the longer hymn, Pange Lingua, means Therefore So Great a Sacrament. It was also during this time that Eucharistic adoration and specifically exposition of the Blessed Sacrament began to spread to the entire Church. Now we can always sit in this Church and adore Jesus Christ present in the tabernacle, but in exposition, we put the Eucharist in a monstrance so it can be seen. Before exposition, the faithful would only see the Eucharist at three moments of the Mass, on the elevation of the host, on the elevation of the chalice, and when the Eche agnes day, the Behold the Lamb of God, was set. In fact, that's one of the purposes of the bells at Mass, to alert you that the Blessed Sacrament is being shown. Behold the Lamb of God, John the Baptist exclaims in the Gospel today. And the Greek for behold is heide. It comes from the Greek word to see, so it can also be translated look at, perceive, examine the Lamb of God. Let's reflect today on what we should see or behold at the three times at Mass when the Eucharist is presented to us. So the first time we behold Jesus at Mass is right after the priest says, this is my body which will be given up for you. The bells alert us to the elevation. When I was a very young child, my dad would point to the elevated host and tell me, that's Jesus. I remember it being a great mystery for me, but I knew that it was very important. Which Jesus is this? It's Jesus hanging on the cross. If you could get close enough to see, my large host has an image of Christ crucified, which I gaze upon. Perhaps you can gaze at the host with a wider view of the large crucifix above our altar. This is Jesus, the creator of the universe, who willingly died with his arms outstretched for us. It's a representation of the fullness of love, for greater love has no man than to die for his friends. In dying for us, he embraced death so that from death he could destroy it. But on the cross, and present in the elevated host, Jesus suffered terribly. And when we gaze, behold him in the Eucharist, we can unite our suffering to his as a means of our own sanctification. It's the first solemn moment at Mass when we behold the Lamb. The second time we behold Jesus at Mass is right after the priest says, This is my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. The bells again alert us. What this directly calls to mind is Exodus 24, when Moses sprinkled the blood on the people to seal their covenant with God. We might call the moment when the Roman centurion, whom tradition calls Longinus, pierced the side of Jesus, allowing blood and water to pour out on the people surrounding the cross. The early Christians saw in the water the sacrament of baptism, which we celebrate today, and in the blood, the sacrament of the Eucharist. We enter into our covenant with the Lord through baptism, and we continue in it through our reception of the Eucharist. We might also see in the elevated chalice the Holy Grail, the chalice that Jesus used at the Last Supper, and the chalice that tradition has that Joseph Arimathea collected the blood of Jesus as it poured from his side, a scene so often portrayed in medieval art. And then the third time we behold Jesus at Mass, you were alerted by my saying, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, Blessed are those called to the Supper of the Lamb. In this exclamation, we are reminded of the Paschal Lamb that the Jewish people killed in the evening twilight so they could escape their slavery in Egypt. And it is this to which John the Baptist is referring in the Gospel today. There is a difference. In ritualistic slaughter in Jewish law, the throat of the animal was always slit so that the blood would come out. Consuming blood was not permitted under the law because the life of the animal was in the blood. But instead, Jesus commanded us to drink his blood, which is fully present in both species of the Blessed Sacrament. Why? So that through his blood, we can have his life within us. And it is to my exclamation, behold the Lamb of God, that you respond with the words of another centurion. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. We should ponder on these words, which I say together with you. Our sins make us unworthy to come into holy communion with the sinless Jesus. Yet he wants to come under the roof of our body to heal our souls. The Eucharist is not something simply suggested by Jesus. Do this in memory of me, is what he said. And that Greek word for do this, poiete, is a command, as Jesus explained in the sixth chapter of John's gospel. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you will have no life within you. We are commanded to participate in the Holy Eucharist and share in his eternal life and come into communion with God. But there is one more time when the Eucharist is presented to us. That's right before we receive it and hear the words, body of Christ and blood of Christ. It's there that our attention should be most present, because by our Amen, we are affirming our belief in what we are to receive. It is Christ hanging from the cross. It is Christ whose blood poured out. It is Christ, the Lamb of God. My large host has an image of Christ crucified, but yours has an image of the Agnus Dei, the Lamb of God. John the Baptist exclaimed, Behold the Lamb of God, to proclaim the presence of the God-made man 2,000 years ago. We exclaim it at Mass to make known his presence to us today.